Right, the Warriors with a late second period power play goal take the lead over UNH. It is two to one at the end of two periods. Joining us for the second intermission, Mike McMahon. And well, Mike, let's go back to that play on the first shift of the game where uh, Carter Madsen got hurt and was taken off. What did you see? Uh, it was really tough to tell, you know, given the fact that it happened so quickly. Uh, it, it looked like he just lost an edge. You know, it looked like it's one of those unfortunate plays where uh, he was coming down the, the, the right side. It looked like he tried to go behind the net, and I don't know if a puck got tied up and he tried to make a play on it, but it just looked like he tried to, to make a quick stop and maybe lost an edge and, and you know, fell awkwardly sort of foot first into the boards. Uh, obviously, it was some sort of lower body leg injury. That's what they were working on, and uh, you just, you know, you hope for the best in a situation like that. So the, the latest that we heard, of course, we, as we told you at the end of the first period, he's at a local hospital. Uh, teammate Ryan Flanagan is with him as well. And, uh, lower body injury uh, certainly appear to be serious, uh, but we don't know any more at this point. At any rate, uh, Mike, uh, took 40 minutes in the books here. Warriors with a 2-1 to lead after two. Your, your thoughts on the first two periods? Uh, much better than last night, for sure. You know, I thought I thought last night's game, they, they had 30 minutes where they played really well and 30 minutes where they didn't play very well at all. Uh, the, the first 10 minutes of the first period, was, was pretty good. The third period was pretty good as well. You don't get a you know rewarded with a goal there out of it. And ironically, uh, they scored during a stretch that you probably label as, as one of the worst thirty-minute stretches of the season as a whole. But uh, if you were looking for uh, improvement in certain areas, of, you know, winning one-on-one battles and, and winning foot races, and especially battles along the boards, and uh, I think that they've done a much better job tonight than they did last night. And I think if, if you're looking for to take some positives here, you know, obviously you're leading in the game and heading into the third period. And I just think on the hold, they're playing much better and playing much more, you know, closely associated with the style that has made them successful. Yeah, I mean, it's all, at, at times I think it's hard to tell on the big ice surface. It almost seems like it slows the game down or at least makes the game look appears uh, or appear slower to those of us watching. I mean, there were large stretches, especially in that second period where not a lot was happening. Yeah, yeah it does. And I, I think it's it's funny because you, I think especially when you're here the day after you're watching a game at Merrimack or on a traditional ice sheet, uh, you come here and you see a loose puck that sort of squirts off into the into the boards or into the neutral zone and you see two guys chasing it it sort of feels like it takes them forever to get there uh, and that's more to do with the size of the ice here for sure and it's I think it makes it a little easier to play on since they've cut the corners down to more uh, regulation or NHL style corners I remember here when it used to be a little boxier with, with tight tight corners that used to make that ice feel even bigger you know, I don't know if you'd call this a crossroads or not where the Warriors are at at this point, but a little more than halfway through the, the hockey season, so there's still a good number of games left, but it almost seems like, uh, you know, they've had this stretch here where they've you know, they played well, they haven't played well, they've been very inconsistent, I would say, at times. And it seems, uh, especially with some games coming up against some teams that uh, are playing well, like BU and, and Lowell as well, three still left with Lowell, that, uh, you know, they're going to have to find a way to, to put things together and, and play more consistently. I guess like tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know when you look at who they have, who they've got coming up here with uh, teams that are right around them in the standings and, and teams that are looking to catch them. Uh, you look at the three games of Lowell. I mean, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that three games in, in late January, February with UMass Lowell were going to be big games? But the way they're playing, I mean, that could literally decide a home ice spot. Uh, I think that you know, they're right in the conversation right now. I think everybody's been sort of waiting for them to cool off, but it hasn't happened. So uh, they've got a lot of you know, just really, really big games. And, and 
I, I think it's safe to say when you're a team in contention, any game towards the end of the year is going to be a big game. And uh, you look at some of the ones they've got coming up, and you know even Providence next week. I know they're not not doing very well down at BU tonight, but they obviously played Merrimack really well earlier in the year. And uh, you know you've got to bring your best game. I think from here on out, because even after the regular regular season ends, you're going to end up in a playoff situation where you know any team can win it any night. So yeah, they've got, they've got to bring more consistency. I think if you play the way that they've played here tonight, uh, they're going to have a lot of success because tonight, you know, just winning the battles and doing the little things is what has made this team successful over the past two years. Yeah, I'm not sure that you necessarily want to be looking forward to playing Providence next week after the weekend that Providence appears to have had. They got pasted last night by BU 6-1 to and last I saw they were down 5 or 6 to nothing tonight. Yeah, I think it was 6 nothing. I just saw that uh, Justin Gates is going in for relief of, of Alex Beaudre. So yeah, you know, it's definitely, I mean, luckily you've got the game at home. Uh, you know, you're looking at the same time, you know, you can, you can look at it and say you don't really want to play them after a weekend like this, and I'm sure you don't. Uh, but if you're if you're Providence, you're looking at the Merrimack team that uh, you beat twice and, and certainly it's going to want to get some payback there. And, you know, from a Merrimack standpoint, it's their only game of the weekend. So uh, they're going to have all week to think about this. They don't play until next Sunday uh, to, to get prepared for one game and get into the tent. All right, two to one lead here at the end of two periods. Third period coming up. What do they need to do to get the win on the road and at least get the split of the weekend? Yeah, they just keep doing what they're doing. You know, they're they're doing a real good job. Like I said, winning those battles along the boards, and, and now I think, uh, especially you know, on the road and, and you're up a goal, you want to tighten things up a little more even defensively and, and just not give them chances because they, they're a quick strike team, especially on this ice, and uh, they're, they're sort of built to play here. Uh, so I think you just gotta you got to keep doing what you're doing, try to limit the chances as best you can, and, and get out of here with, with two points if you're Merrimack. All right, Mike, we appreciate you joining us, the MacReport.com and also the Eagle Tribune. So uh, we hope that uh, folks will check out those things out, and we appreciate you joining us for the second intermission. Thanks, Mike. All right, that's Mike McMahon. has been our guest in the second intermission with our score, Merrimack 2, UNH 1.